Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of Janstam. I'm your host Neha and I'm so excited to be back and discuss new topics with you all. If you're new to Janstam or you aren't very familiar with Janstam, I would also recommend watching her trailer to learn more about our podcast. But do that after listening to this episode of course. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the steps for vaccine development. We'll also discuss all the new news regarding the development of the coronavirus vaccine. So there is a reason why I decided to talk about this specific topic. It's because this is really relevant with the current news since there is an ongoing race for finding the coronavirus vaccine. Especially when I'm checking the news, there's so many new updates about the vaccine development and different trials that they're going through. There are about 200 COVID-19 vaccines being actively developed right now. All those vaccines have one main goal, which is to prepare the immune system to fight off the invading organism if the body ends up encountering it. Since humans haven't been previously exposed to COVID-19, our bodies aren't well equipped to fight off. So a vaccine is needed in order to allow our bodies to safely develop an immune response to COVID-19. So how do we develop the vaccine? Well, it takes time to develop a safe and effective vaccine. On average, it takes about 10 years. But lately, it's becoming quicker to develop new vaccines than it was in the past, since scientists can now build on research from other vaccines used for other diseases. And also during outbreaks, funding and resources also increase significantly, which can also speed up the process as well. So during development, a vaccine needs to go through specific steps. The first step is that there needs to be a basic understanding of the virus. In the past, most of the time, this meant that the scientists had to look at how the virus was altered or affected by human or animal cells in a lab. By doing this, scientists would identify the proteins and sugars on the surface of the virus or infected cells. And then they would study whether these proteins can be used to produce an immune response. When it comes to COVID-19, this step was made easier. Since a group of Chinese scientists already found and published the genetic sequence of the coronavirus, this allowed scientists to figure out the proteins that made up the virus and also enabled us to develop the testing kits. The second step involves isolating the live virus before inactivating or weakening it. Then scientists can determine whether this modified virus, which is known as a vaccine candidate, might produce an immune response in humans. But sometimes this step doesn't require a live virus. Instead, scientists use a genetic sequence to make the vaccine. Today, scientists and researchers already know how to manufacture and check whether a vaccine has been made properly. They even know how many doses will be needed to build immunity in humans. Again, this background knowledge will also help speed up the process. The third step, we start to do preclinical testing. In preclinical testing, the first safety test is usually done on animals. This allows scientists to get an idea of how humans will respond to the vaccine. They can also see how effective and safe the vaccine is at preventing the disease, and also allows them to adapt the vaccine to make new changes. During an outbreak like this one, different research groups usually come together to work on the step to speed up the process. The fourth step is clinical testing which is where we start to test the vaccine on humans. This is a step where many promising potential vaccines fail. There are three phases when it comes to clinical testing. The first phase is that we test it on a few dozen healthy volunteers and see how safe the vaccine is and whether or not it has any harmful effects on humans. The second phase is where we test the vaccine on several hundred people for efficiency. 
Most of the time, several hundred people are the target population, which means that they ideally are the ones who are at most risk for the disease. Finally, the third phase is where we test the vaccine on thousands of people for efficiency and safety. Throughout all these phases, the vaccine must show that it is safe and has a strong immune response in humans. Now we move on to the fifth step. In the fifth step, the vaccine must get approval from regulators. If the vaccine passes through all the three phases that we talked about before, the vaccine developer can submit an application to the FDA to get it approved. Then the FDA will inspect the factory where the vaccine will be made and approve the labeling of the vaccine. After giving the license, the FDA will continue to monitor the production of the vaccine and it has the right to test the vaccine on its own whenever they want. But in cases like COVID-19, the use of vaccine before full license can be considered since it is a public health emergency. The sixth and final step is the production of the vaccine. Once a vaccine has been produced at a small scale and passed the safety tests, it can be used in clinical trials. However, to manufacture the vaccine in large numbers will require equipment and infrastructure. Quality control is also needed in this step. And remember that all these processes will be carefully monitored by the FDA. Once it's licensed, a policy must be also developed that decides how to prioritize those who must be vaccinated first, such as the most high-risk locations and groups. Throughout this process, if the vaccine is shown to be unsafe or ineffective, scientists and researchers must return back to the lab to develop a new vaccine candidate. That's why the vaccine development can be a long and uncertain process. But when it comes to COVID-19, one strategy that everyone agreed was a safe way to save a whole lot of time when it comes to production without any risk to human health at all is what is known as manufacturing at risk. This is one of the key components of the United States government's Operation Rapspeed. This is the operation that is supporting five vaccine candidates with billions of dollars of federal funding. Usually when developers manufacture, they only manufacture enough doses for clinical trials and make sure that the trials are successful before they start mass production of the vaccine. But manufacturing at risk means that developers will instead begin mass production at the same time as clinical trials, which means that if a vaccine fails in human trials, they will have to throw away all the products that they have made, wasting money and materials. But if the product is successful, it means that the minute its trial is complete, there will be millions of doses ready to go into public. Hopefully, after learning about the six steps of vaccine development, you have at least a basic understanding of how vaccines are developed. So let's say that we found the coronavirus vaccine. What happens next? Well, first of all, children won't be first in line to get vaccinated. This is due to safety precautions. Traditionally, when they are running trials with experimental vaccines. Developers have to make sure that it's safe for adults before moving on to children. Secondly, for the coronavirus vaccine, the most acute need isn't in children. So when the vaccine is first approved, it most likely wouldn't be made available for those under 18 because it hasn't been studied for that specific population yet. Also, on the day when the vaccine is approved, there won't be enough for everyone who wants it. There will be prioritization based on the policy that was developed. The vaccine will most likely be given to those who need it the most first. 
In this case, it's the elderly and the essential workers. Another challenge that we need to overcome is distribution. How are we going to deliver the vaccine to people from all over the world? We'll need to remove those barriers such as cost and distance so everyone will be able to get the vaccine. When will the coronavirus vaccine be ready? Well, according to the Trump administration, it aims to have substantial quantities of a safe and effective vaccine available to Americans by January 2021. But many experts have their own various timelines to when the vaccine will be ready. Some say by the end of this year, while others say by the end of next year's summer. If everything goes well, of course. So I guess only time can tell. But what I do know for sure is that even after the vaccine is approved, the pandemic won't suddenly be over. I'm afraid it won't be quite like that. But it is the beginning to the end. Even after the vaccine is approved, we still have many challenges ahead of us, such as distribution and safety monitoring. But throughout this whole process, I, along with others, will cheer on all the vaccine developers during these rough times. I also hope that our world leaders will let science and evidence guide decisions every step of the way. There is still so much to be hopeful about. I'm going to start wrapping up this episode now, and I'm hopeful that you learned something new out of this week's episode. Well, that's all for today. I'm hopeful that you learned about the steps for vaccine development and how it works. If you liked this week's episode, please subscribe to my podcast and stay in tune for the next episode. While you're waiting, you can also check out our blog at genstem.wixsite.com slash genstem, G-E-N-S-T-E-M dot W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com slash G-E-N-S-T-E-M. And if you didn't watch our first episode, feel free to go check that out also. In the first episode, we talked about tips for landing remote internships now to ace your next virtual interview. So if any of those topics interest you, please go ahead and check out the first episode. And if there are any topics that you want to be discussed on GenStem or you have any questions about the podcast, please feel free to email me at genstemblog at gmail.com. G-E-N-S-T-E-M-B-L-O-G at gmail.com. I'm open to any new ideas and will try to respond to them as soon as possible. I also started an Instagram account for GenStem just recently, so please go ahead and check us out over there too. I'll post all the new updates there so you can be up to date and well informed on what's going on in GenStem. I look forward to talking to you all again next week, and as usual, in the meantime, keep learning and stay curious.